Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm super thrilled that you're here. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show. We chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Before we start, I want to thank our sponsor, Hooray Mail. Hooray Mail is a subscription snail mail service delivered twice per month for kids ages two to six. In every brightly colored envelope, your child is going to find a personalized card and a fun, simple activity page. Hooray Mail was developed by a mom who, as a child, loved getting mail and like the kind of mail that comes in your mailbox. The joy, the fun, the hooray moment. And who doesn't love that? She wanted to provide her two little girls the same fun experience in our digital world, so she looked to see if there was a subscription-based service that would automatically send them fun mail. She couldn't find what she was looking for, so she decided to do something about it. I love that. So now moms, aunts, friends, grandmas, they buy Hooray Mail because they want nothing more than for their kids or kids they know and love to light up and smile at the end of the day and relish in the simple joy of checking the mail. It's a great birthday gift or something to get just because you want an excuse to connect with these kids even more. Guys, go to HoorayMail.com and use the coupon code HAPPYHOUR to get 50% off your first month. Today's guest on the Happy Hour is Bianca juarez Oltoff. And we had so much fun chatting. Bianca is an author, a speaker, a Bible teacher, a mom, a wife, plus so many more things, and we cover them all today. Our conversation moved some eyelashes, because you know, guys, I keep bringing up eyelashes. It's just a thing right now in my life. To sex trafficking, to grad school, to reading, to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to so much more. Um, You're going to love my conversation with Bianca. Guys, before we get to the show, I want to tell you about my favorite social media app, and that is Instagram. Although I don't know how to do the stories yet, because I'm like an old woman, and when something new happens, I can't figure it out. But I do love Instagram. So come find me over there. It's Jamie Ivy, And while you're at it, find my guest, Bianca, as well. Her name is Bianca Oltoff, and you can find her over there. All right, guys, here is episode number 103 with Bianca. How are you? I'm good. I found you. It sounds like you're having a crazy morning. Well, it's half of it's my fault. <laughs> it's the summer and I can't get out of bed, Bianca. Wait, are you serious? No, I'm in bed. I'm up. Yes, I'm up. But half of my life gets crazy because I just, all my kids sleep late. And so then I sleep late and then I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like two hours and the repairman's coming and I got to talk to Bianca and I need coffee. You know, like you are hilarious. When school starts, I'm going to die. (laughs) Like die. I mean, I'm going to be getting up like practically four hours earlier than I am during the summer. My heart breaks for you. But like, here's the thing. My kids wake up early all the time. Uh, How old are they? The time 10 and 12. 
Oh man, I'm sorry. Exactly. I thought like, oh, surely they'll go out of it. Here's the thing. I'm an early bird anyway. Like I like getting up. I like having my mornings, but it's just not fun when they're up too. Cause I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh gosh, I don't want to make you breakfast. Like I don't want to pack lunches. (laughs) I'm not supposed to be doing this now. You're supposed to be sleeping. It's summer. Right. 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 And my second summer thing is like, okay, go make friends. Just get out of the house (laughs) and go make friends. We want to watch Disney Channel. Oh, Jamie, I'm dying. I know. I know. Someone asked me yesterday, they're like, what's your favorite thing about back to school? And I was like, uh, them leaving? Does right? that count? Oh, and here's the thing. I'm glad you're saying that because if I say that as a stepmom, then oh. all of a sudden I'm the evil stepmom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> People be like, oh, she doesn't like her uh, Pray kids. Pray for Bianca. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Oh, well, when do y'all start school? Ugh, not until the second week of September. Yeah. Y'all are late. Are you? We are. Are you in LA? Uh, Orange County, Orange which is County. right. Yeah. yeah, it's the next county over. Which y'all do, because I know, I always see Kristen Howerton's kids getting out, y'all, but y'all get out later than us. We do. You start later. Yeah. Yeah. And then y'all have like a ski week. Okay, that's what because that? I live in like rich, affluent white people's county. That's what, why, what is Jamie, ski I week. Be- Ski week is, <laughs> is when it what people I think go, it is? yes, they go to Aspen, <laughs> they go to Colorado, or they go here, you know, to either Northern California or even, even here in Southern California, just to the mountains. Cause we are the blessed state. We are the promised land where we have everything. <laughs> Y'all do. It is we true. We do. We it do. It's true. This is why our rent is outrageous, Jamie. It's crazy. I don't know how people live in California. Um, well, I'm harvesting my ovaries every other weekend <laughs> just to survive here. <laughs> just to buy like bread and peanut butter. Seriously. Oh, well, I do. I'm coming to Orange County in the spring. Really? For what? Yeah, conference, uh, la, 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 restore. We should hang out. Where in Orange County? I know. I, I don't know any of those details. I just know I'm coming. And let me just hope I said the right name because, you know, I get conference names mixed up. Oh, they're all the same. Belong, restore, <laughs> yes. open hitness, you're a diamond, Christ daughters, princess um, warriors, God soldiers. Oh, look, now I don't. Oh, restore women's conference. Yes. What church is it at? It's, I don't think it's affiliated with the church, so that's oh. that I do think I'm right about. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I love hey, coming out the there. area, I'd love to connect. Oh, I would love that. I've been to Orange County, I think once before, my husband led worship at a conference out there, and, and the deal is, if he leads worship where there's a beach, I seem to always tag along. Absolutely. And so, it was just a beautiful place. It is. It really right. Is. It does have this feeling of like, um, I need to go on a ski week or something. Oh, yeah. And then, like, keep in mind, don't worry if people aren't that engaged because I say, like, the Botox travels to the heart. So, like, people (laughs) don't really evoke a lot of emotion. Like, everything's perpetually perky and foreheads and boobs don't move. Oh, my gosh. it's kind of like hearts don't move either. But you just – it's hard soil, man. Hard Uh, soil. Someone has to take the gospel to them. Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, we just jumped in the happy hour, and that's how I like to roll. So, welcome to the happy hour. Are we on already? Well, we're just kind of chatting, but... I love it. I love it. Let's do this, Jamie. (laughs) If you're okay with keeping in the Botox stuff, we can keep it. If not, we'll just roll on now. Oh, we will totally roll on because that's really my heart. I just hope your audience is okay with that. (laughs) Oh, girl, my audience loves it, so... Oh, they're um... so carnal. I love them already. (laughs) Okay, but for real, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here with you. I think, like, we've been friends for a while, and now this is, like, turning, like, wow, are we grown up now? Jamie, we're grown up now. Mm -hmm. We're grown up. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to just go ahead and let everyone know, because I think that we should just, like, level the playing ground. Okay. Um, Whenever I first met you, I just could not stop looking at your eyes. Because... (laughs) 
you 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 told me that you do your own eyelashes. We talk about lashes on the happy hour a lot because I have an obsession. And I cannot get over it. <laughs> because to me that seems like I've I don't know how you would possibly do that yourself. Like to me that you go do that. You okay. do your lashes yourself. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I do, I don't actually do, um, I think you might be talking about the individual ones that you, that adhere to your real eyelashes. Yeah. No, you don't no, do those. I don't do those. But you do. I just, I do a strip, uh-huh. but I do it really well. So it looks like it's either a ridiculously long, like God bless me inordinately, <laughs> or that I did get like the extensions, but I don't do extensions. And I've gotten so good at this, Jamie. I do my lashes with glue in the car while I'm driving with one knee. See, this this, this is why, because <laughs> I think when I saw you for the first time with them, I had just started experimenting with getting mine done, like the individual lashes. Yes. And then you told me that you did it. And I was like, Remember what? That conversation. You can, this is possible? I didn't even this know this so existed. It is so possible. But I have not... Um, D- tried it since I met you. I still am just like, oh, this is too much. But I would like to let you and all the listeners know that I just made an appointment to get my lashes done again because people listening know this is something that I want in my life. And so, Jamie, this is what I tell my husband. It's 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 like the anointing of God <laughs> comes on I when I wear my lashes. And I just, when I blink, I want people to feel the Holy Spirit breathe on them. <laughs> like, I'm serious about it. This is serious business to homegirl. Like, I know. Yes. So I'm all about it. Well, I'm just telling you, when I, I've had them before, and it was, I woke up and I felt alive. <laughs> this I, is so shallow. But we know it's true. Yeah. We know yeah, it's true. Okay. We well, I just had to get that out there because I made my appointment last night in honor of talking with you today. Thanks, Jamie. Mm-hmm. I feel love. Yes. Okay. So you live in Orange County. You're married. I do. Two I do. kids. I yes. I was reading um, on your blog recently, and one of the things you wrote was how your life looks different ten years from now, ten years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. And it got me thinking, and I was like, man, my my life looked drastically different ten years ago. I bet everybody's life looks so. Well, I hope, right? Don't you want your life to look different in ten years? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think for those that are in their 30s, I'm 35, uh, there is a huge jump from 25 to 35. And there oh is a significant gosh. jump between 35 and 45, but it's usually by 35, people are just a little bit more settled in life, whatever settled looks like. But 25 is kind of this nebulous, like mid quarter life crisis, you know, where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going. So most likely, our life looks significantly different between our 20s and 30s. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have a little bit different story than yours because I got married kind of young and then had a baby. And so 10 years ago, oh my gosh, I had a two-year-old. That's what happened in my life. Oh but my I, goodness. How old were you? were a fetus. How old were you? Seven? I was, yeah, exactly. I was, <laughs> I was 25 when I had him. So I'm 38. So you got me thinking too about I'm about to hit 40, which I'm not scared of at all. Let me just tell you that. Um, but it got me thinking, man, what do I want 40s to look like different than 30s? So you got me thinking forward, even though you were looking backward. I love it. I it's know. Great. I know. So, but you listed a lot of things in there. And, and I have so much I want to chat with you about today because you have your hands in so many amazing things. Um, I want to hear about, I've never talked with anyone on the show about being a step parent. And you do that well. Yes. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you. I try. I want to talk about A21. Great. I want to talk about Propel. Okay. I just want to talk about everything that you have going on. 
How much time do we have, Jamie? We have like seven <laughs> hours. No, we have like 40 minutes. So let's get moving. All right. Um, okay. First, I want to ask about set parenting. Mm. So 10 years ago, you were not married. No. And 10 years ago, you did not have any children. No. And now you've been married for how long? I've been married for six years. And I've been in the kid's life for seven and a half years. Okay. And so what did that look like? You are a young woman. You met your husband on eHarmony. I only know that because you wrote it. Yes. Yes. Which I I have a girlfriend and she is 31 and she was telling me about this date. She went on with this guy and I was like, how'd you meet him? She's like, Jamie, the only place we meet men these days on the internet. (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) She totally called me out. true. Yes. Yes. Okay. So tell me what that was like. I just want to know, tell me about dating, meeting the kids, you know, being mom, all kinds of stuff like that. Okay. Well, I will give you this as, uh, well, I'm, I'm Mexican and Puerto Rican, so I use lots of words and mm-hmm. I talk fast. So I'm hoping to get a lot of information in, in a really short time. It's the best. Uh, so I was almost 30 and my twin sister had been married for about eight years. She'd been with her husband for 15 years, uh, total you know, dating and marriage. And she'd come up to me and she said, what are you doing? Mm. And, um, I mean, listen, Hispanics by 30, they expect you to have like 15 kids, you know? So I'm like, I had aunties asking if I was lesbian and I'm like, um, gotta love it. But no, uh, I I don't really know how to address this question. And, um, she said, I, she, she's a photographer and she photographed the chief psychologist of eHarmony. And, um, she had asked him if the whole thing was true and, you know, did it really work? Uh And he said, we don't promise people kismet matches. We promise to put people in a pool who otherwise wouldn't have known each other. And when she shared that with me, I was like, well, that's interesting. But I've seen Dateline How to Catch a Predator, and I'm going to end up dead in a ditch. <laughs> Craigslist killer. Okay? I, I just, I can't do this. This is way too much. And um, she said, what are your options? She's like, you're only at church serving in youth ministry with teenagers who smell in graduate school where everyone is way too academic or, you know, the guys in the program are gay. And then, which again, no problems, but I, that doesn't make dating options for me. And the last place is the gym. And she's like, and you're not going to marry a meathead. (laughs) And, and like, literally that's what it boiled down to. And I started crying and she pulled out her laptop and she built out the profile for me and paid for it. That's because I made up every excuse. Yeah. And, um, this is the best part. I called it eHarm Me um, because my very first match was um, a 2007 Scrabble champion. Oh, wow. Um, yes. And um, his occupation was listed as Keeper of the Night. <laughs> what does that and even mean? Exactly. Exactly. And um, he took a selfie before selfies were a thing uh-huh. in his bathroom. And <laughs> no. if you look behind him, you see a mirror that reflects his bedroom no. where there's a mattress, no box spring, no, no. bed frame, and a pile of no. white laundry next to his bed. No. And I'm like, this is, this, too much. this is my most compatible match. <laughs> this is why I'm single. So fast forward, I meet this amazing man. And that's a whole other story because I lied to him as to why I couldn't go on our first date, which clearly I need Jesus. I'm, I'm like not and, a Christian. And he's a pastor, right? Well, I was bamboozled because I'm a pastor's kid and I said, I never want to marry a pastor. Oh, yeah, I, for sure. I, I love people, but I don't want to be broke and people people be complicated. And, <laughs> yes. You know, and then, um, okay, oh my gosh, your listeners are going to think I'm so vain between the eyelashes and this, but he listed his job as community developer and I noticed that he lived in Orange County and I'm like, shutching. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is awesome, you know? And what he didn't put was that he was a community developer of third world countries as a missions pastor. 
Hey, Jakey. he was smart. He knew totally. that if he put totally. that in there, the women were going to run. And that's what he said. That's what he said. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Secretly, everyone said, you're going to marry a pastor. You're going to marry a pastor. And I'm totally like, I'm Jonah. I'm run away for that calling. <laughs> and, um, and they're throwing you over, like, get out. Totally, totally. And so um, there was two things in my profile that I said, I, uh, three things that I said I didn't want. I didn't want someone who's divorced. I did not want someone with kids. And I did not want someone who smoked. And uh, two out of three was my now husband. Fast forward, um, we, we, we met and we were engaged a year later. And five months later, we were married and I was thrust into motherhood. Mm-hmm. I was kind of on the verge of whether or not I was going to have kids. I thought about adoption or maybe, um, I grew up in a large family and I, I know the, the cost of raising a, a children and I wanted to do it well and focus on that. And there's so many kids that need homes. And then, um, I ended up being thrust into a world that already had two kids and I knew I had to create a, a, a home of love and grace and kindness and got to exemplify kind of how Jesus treats us. Like I'm not Jewish. So that makes me like adopted into the family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God has given me so much love. I get to adopt these kids into my family. And, um, and we've been together living under the same roof for about six years. And I would say it's been great 90% of the time, but I'm sure most biological mothers will say the same thing. So I don't feel that bad. (laughs) <laughs> sure. I, I mean, I, I would even say some days it's 80. So there you go. Oh, praise God. Okay. <laughs> I'm just taking a little praise break right now. Thank Keeping you. Keep it real. Keep it real. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike, and it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. 
I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, so you get married, and now you are a pastor's wife, what you said you'd never want to do. But I want to know, at this stage in your life, what were you doing um, as your job and calling? Were, did you have your hands in these things that you are doing right now? Oh, my goodness. I feel like we are going down a rabbit hole. So let me tell you, I, I, I got married. I changed my name, changed my location, changed my vocation, changed my church, became an instant mom, became a wife, and started working for an anti-human trafficking organization where I felt overwhelmed and underqualified all in a span of three months. You probably felt that in everything you were taking on. Literally. So that's Literally. when you started with A21. I did. Okay. I did. That's so what I was wondering. it was like, I, I felt like God had uprooted me and thrown me into the deep end. And, you know, God is so funny. He operates in these cycles in my life. And in most people's life, if we stop and look back, we could see cycles of how God moves and transforms us. And I, I kind of use the metaphor of the fire of transformation. We go in uh, as, as, as a, a block of ore, if you will. And through the fire, it's, we were refined. And the more and more that we are refined, the more and more we're put through the fire, the more and more we are revealed of, it's revealed of who we really are. Mm. And, um, I, I felt like I had encountered this fire of transformation, if you will, when I was about 25. And, um, once again, when I was 30 and I got married, and became an innocent mom and all this other stuff. So it was a massive transition. I want to say that I transitioned well, but mm -hmm. I don't really think I did. I'm, I'm a fighter by nature. And, and I just, you know, I will go where God's sending me. I'll just go kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I would save, I'd say probably my husband, my family, my soul, a lot of trauma if I were just to shut up and listen to God, you know, mm -hmm. but wouldn't we all? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so that was a really big transition. And I think I felt so secure in my identity. And I thought, hey, I can handle anything that's thrown my way. I've got this inner strength and God, I know who I am. And about six months into marriage, um, my first year of marriage was really hard. It was really hard. I, I began to doubt that I'd made the right decision. Mm -hmm. um, I was arguing with my husband a lot. I didn't understand the reason for our budget. Mm. I mean, it was really hard. Um, and then, of course, couple that with work and you're faced day to day with the darkness and depravity of, of 
slavery mm-hmm. and human trafficking. And so when you're with that all day long and then you come home to an apartment, uh, I mean, I sold, I had a great little sports car convertible and I sold it and got a four door Honda Accord. I stepped into motherhood. I was living in an apartment with a crazy old lady beneath me and her like 85 cat, feral cats mm-hmm. and these wild banshee children running in the courtyard. And I'm in this apartment and I'm like, this is not the life I thought <laughs> I was thinking to. Um, but all that to say, I could stand on the other side now moved out of the apartment, praise God. Um, but stand the other side and five and a half years, almost six years working at, um, a 21, I look back and say, my God, you are faithful. Mm. You are so faithful. You saw me through that season. You saw me through the fire. I feel like I have been refined and refined with every passing day. Every survivor that we get to help, every day with the kids that I get to speak the truth of God over them, every day that me and my husband still love each other, I feel like, God, you. this is a testament of your faithfulness. I'm walking in what you've called me to do. He never said it was going to be easy. And I love easy. I love easy. Um, and this has been everything but easy, but it's been so rewarding. That's, I love stories like that. And I feel like so many of us can look back on hard seasons and hopefully get to the other side and say, oh man, God, you have been so Absolutely. faithful. Absolutely. Um, okay. So you are, um, have a book coming out. Um, what is your title with Propel? Um, my, my title with A21 is Chief Storyteller. We're a global anti-human trafficking organization. And my title with Propel Women is Creative Director. Okay, awesome. So, I was yes. getting those confused. Okay, great. And, and you have a book coming out. I and do. I would like to just chat with you about what does it feel like? You said you talked about you are Puerto Rican, Mexican, loud, strong women, right? Yes. And then I feel like sometimes we bring that into um, ministry and sometimes mm-hmm. strong women are not mm-hmm. necessarily like looked up, look, they're looked down upon. Is that yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Do you ever feel that way as though you feel as though your strongness or your voice or your boldness is kind of not what people are wanting? It's so interesting. I grew up in an amazing church. I love my dad. My dad's a pastor. And um, I remember serving youth ministry. And youth ministry was about 50 when I started. And we had, it just under under uh, a youth a youth leader uh, and I, we just transformed that youth ministry. And it grew to about 500. And we were doing conferences and retreats and concerts. And it was such, I mean, this isn't inner city Los Angeles, East LA, California, which is the hood. No mm-hmm. one wants to go to the hood. Right. And yet we were able to just really grow that ministry. And I vividly remember um, someone from the church. There wasn't eldership at, at my dad's church, but I would say it's someone like an elder that came mm-hmm. up to me and said, wow, if you were a man, you would take over this church. Wow. And I remember thinking like, um, thank you. Uh, I don't really know what that means. Yeah. And, and then it, it was, it was really interesting and kind of hard. I didn't know if maybe God made a mistake in making me a, a woman who's strong. And, and every time that if there's somebody that's told you, well, you're a strong man, it's a compliment. And then depending on the intonation and the vocal inflection, if someone says you're a strong woman or you're a strong woman. I feel appropriation of our language and intonation indicates whether that's a compliment or whether that's a criticism. Mm. 
And I began to realize that even when people, um, do I believe that there's room for growth and maturity? And do I want to be more meek in my approach, more kind and gentle? Absolutely. But I do know that God fashioned me a particular way. And bar ethnicity, bar heritage, bar anything is the fact that I'm a Christian. So my Christ-like demeanor and behavior should trump everything. But God made me strong. And I'm not going to view that as a negative. Even if people mean it as a negative, Mm -hmm. I'm going to reappropriate it as something positive. Thank you for recognizing the God call upon my life. Thank you for seeing that I am strong. Is there room for growth and refinement and, you know, shaping, shaping my soul and some of my words? Absolutely. But I'm not going to let someone's criticism cover or quench a fire that God has put in my heart and in my soul. Hmm. And you said something when I read it that you recently wrote about, and I giggled because I think that you were being sarcastic when you said, since when is meekness a feminine characteristic and not Mm. a biblical characteristic? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I literally thought to myself, I've never, ever questioned that. Yeah. Yeah. But I even say, like, someone asked me just recently, what do you want your daughter? I was like, I want her to be, I want her to be bold and meek. And was I doing the exact same thing? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I, think, I hope not. No, I think that you've hit the, the or maybe we're saying the same thing, but um, I, I feel like that is exactly the attributes we should have because that's the attributes of Christ. Right. He was bold and humble. Mm-hmm. He was strong and confident, yet had such a submissive heart to the will of the Father and also, you know, respectful even unto mankind. He says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. He was very aware of his situations, very aware of what people, how people were looking at him. And I think if we're mindful of the same thing, we can walk in that same spirit. Mm, so good. And I think that I I think that is such a good thing for us women to realize is that um, being meek is not a feminine quality, but it is actually what Jesus says that we should all be. Um, And we can be both. And meekness doesn't mean weak. Amen. By any means. Amen. Um, I love that. Okay. I was um, looking at um, A21's website a couple of weeks ago. And I do some work here with an organization with human trafficking. And so it's dear to my heart, the work that you guys do. Um, but what would you say is one of the best ways? Well, first, I want you to explain what A21 is. You kind of did already. But what is one of the best ways that I have a lot of people contact me? They're like, hey, how can I get involved when, with yeah. something like this? Totally. And the organization I work with is just strictly in Austin. So I have no help for them. Got uh, it. But you guys are not. And so yeah. explain yeah. what you guys do and how people can be a part of that. Absolutely. So like I mentioned, we're a global anti-human trafficking organization. We have 14 offices across the globe, uh, two here in the States. And um, one of the things that I like to kind of differentiate, there's great organizations around the globe. Mm -hmm. We are not the only one. We are not uh, trying to come across as if we're the only one. I feel like if there's a local organization and you're passionate about this issue and you can get involved locally, amazing. But um, A21 has a a comprehensive approach to prevention, protection, prosecution, and partnering. So we want to stop this from happening, and we have prevention measures in order to do that globally and uh, domestically. I would say if most of your listeners are in the U.S., I'll kind of focus here, but... Mm -hmm. 
Um, we launched uh, two years ago a state-approved, DOE-approved, Department of Education-approved curriculum that could pop into ninth and 10th grade curriculum for social studies or language arts that not only talks about what human trafficking is, but how you can prevent from being a victim of human trafficking. It meets all the Common Core standards, and it was a huge project that was undertaken, that we undertook. But we understood that the average age of entry into sex trafficking here in this nation is 11. That is so crazy. Isn't it bananas? I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. It literally gives me the chills every time I hear that stat. And, and you know what? I, I think like a lot of it can be preventive mm. and, um, we're, we're not, I, I mean, I can talk about this for hours, but what we need to take a look at is the systemic broken issues. We're talking about foster mm-hmm. care mm-hmm. and those that are left unwanted, yes. uh, those are highly prone to victims of, of trafficking, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, people that are toying around on Facebook, that kind of like sure. lover boy scenario where they meet someone, then they're coerced into being trafficked mm-hmm. without even realizing it, suffering from Stockholm syndrome where their their perpetrator is abusing them and yet they feel like this inordinate connection to them. Right. It's really layered, but which is uh, why the the curriculum that you guys did, I think, is so good because it's educated. I remember one time we spoke to a group of girls about that age, and none of them had heard of it. And they were all in a very, like, um, under-resourced uh, high school, which made Absolutely. them more vulnerable. Absolutely, And Jamie. their eyes were just like, what is this? Yeah. And yeah. Awesome. So we are we're excited about that. And then, of course— um, for those that want to get involved, I always say uh, hitting up a website is probably a great ticket. For our website, we want to let people know kind of the three easiest ways to get involved. Um, we uh, we want to make sure that, that people are uh, educated on this. And so on our social media, from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram, we try giving educational, informational, motivational, and inspirational cases of some of our survivors so that people will understand not just what we're doing, but the nature and the beast that is human trafficking. Also, practical ways for people to get involved. You know, some people have the wherewithal and means. They want to partner financially. Amazing. They want to invest in a certain project. Amazing. Now, some people have time, but they don't have resources. And so we have a global walk on October 15th. Um, over 35 countries will be uh, participating in this walk. And um, on October 15th, across the globe, we will be walking to take a stand and let our voice be heard for those that, that can't be heard in this season. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. I watched the one of the videos on there. Um, her name was Nicole. Yes. Um, and I just, and, and I think that is such a great video that you guys put up because it kind of changes also, like you said, the average entry age is 11, which is awful and scary, but this Nicole looks mm-hmm. so quote unquote normal. Yes. Was that really her? I'm, it was, it was really her, which is crazy. And that story is 100% true. And, um, she, when she, when we were able to help her, um, she was currently, uh, being chased by her trafficker and no one had the boldness or courage to testify him. And Nicole did. And not only that, she testified in front of a grand jury in Washington, DC about the oh. nature of human trafficking. We are so proud of her. We're so proud of her story. We're so proud that we were able to play a part in the, not only the rescue, but the redemption oh, of what so is going good. on in her life. Yeah. And she met this guy at a bar and he promised her something. And then seven years he trafficked her. Yep. I mean, yes. that is just seven and years. And do you remember what she fear? said? Like he went specifically after her because she looked like the all American yes, girl. She said that, yes. 
And that is just tragic. Yep. It is so tragic. I remember the first time I ever heard about sex trafficking was I was invited to a luncheon by someone and the guest speaker was a woman who looked quote unquote normal, whatever that, that seems weird to even say, but you know what I mean? Absolutely. We think sex trafficking is there. Everyone's coming over to the States from like Thailand Uh and that's just not the truth. Uh So, um, and she lived in a middle-class neighborhood and was trafficked for like four years part of high school and two years after and her wow. pa- and lived in her parents' house. Wow. I mean, that just is crazy. But Absolutely. I love the work that you guys are doing and the awareness and man, it is just, we, we go into, I work in a jail ministry and we go in every week and one of our weeks we talk about trafficking and once again, a very vulnerable population mm. and these women's eyes are just like, some of them have come forward and said, I think this happened uh, to me. Yep. And they don't even they realize don't even that know. that's trafficking. They don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. And it is just so crazy. And so educating those ninth and 10 year olds, man, amazing, amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Hey friends, before we get back to my conversation with Bianca, I just want to ask you a question real quick. Anyone out there feeling a bit off now that summer is over and you're wanting to incorporate new healthy habits into your routine? If you're raising your hand or shaking your head, listen up because Allison with Prep Dish is announcing a fall into health challenge. You guys know I chat about Prep Dish a lot on here and Allison has come up with a great way to get you motivated. It's 21 days of motivation for taking small steps towards a healthier you. She's going to have topics including smarter snacking, cultivating gratitude, healthy breakfast, incorporating daily movement, self-care, and so much more. It's going to look like this every morning throughout the challenge. You're going to receive a fun, inspirational morning email with a small challenge attached. You're also going to have access to a Facebook group page to connect and keep you accountable for real change. These 21 days are going to take part the last three weeks of September. So September 10th through October 1st. So you have plenty of time to get ready. The best part about this whole thing is it's absolutely free. So what's holding you back? Guys, if you want more information about this challenge, you can visit prepdish.com slash happy hour challenge, or you can text the number 500 500 to 44 222. And again, if you can't remember that, go to prepdish.com slash happy hour challenge when I'm going to have it on my webpage too, jamieivy.com. Okay, guys, here is the rest of my conversation with Bianca. Okay, so you have a book coming out. I do. Okay, so I am so excited for you because you. this is your, is this, am I right? Is this your first book? This is my very first baby. Yes. Do you feel <laughs> as though you started working on this 17 years ago and now Seven. it's coming? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, but seriously, seven years ago, I'm not even kidding. I had to live through this first mm-hmm. before I could actually write it. Okay, so and tell us what it's about. Um, well, it's entitled Play, Play With Fire. And it's doing, it's stepping into the places where we feel like inevitably is going to be the end of us. We feel like either our life is nothing but ash. We feel like everything around us has kind of um, burned up or incinerated. And yet we find that um, God's presence is with us. And it's fascinating from the Old to the New Testament, every time that fire is mentioned, people's lives are transformed and the presence of God is revealed. Mm. And it was this notion of, I'm such a rule follower, safety first, I safety belt, safety health, safety goggles, safety net. I'm all about safety. And growing up, you know, this idea of playing with fire, don't play with fire, you'll get burned. But yet we see that 
the very presence of God is in the midst of the fire. And we are told that in the New Testament, like our lives are transformed by fire. He's an all-consuming fire. Um, he's a refiner's fire, you know. And and then I started thinking about this concept and realizing every time that there was a proverbial fire in my life, it drew me to my knees. And we have an opportunity. You know, the fire can either transform us or, you know, fire has the power to transform or destroy. Mm. And it's it, we can walk into it and know, like, what is set to harm or destroy is the very thing that God can use to transform. And I, my hope is that when people are in the midst of the fire, they don't feel like their life is going to end or they're hopeless. That if, if they hold on to the promises of God, and I kind of chart the story of the Israelites and a couple other biblical narratives um, where fire is, is shown, that their lives can be transformed mm. and, and transformed into the person that God's calling them to be. That's so good. And do you have like personal, is it, there's also personal narrative in there about things that where you've walked Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So since it's, it's my first book, I, I feel like I, I don't have a formal theological training. I'm just a girl from the hood that absolutely loves Jesus. And I <laughs> that should be the tagline, Bianca. I'm just a girl from the hood who loves Jesus. <laughs> I mean, some people have like doctor of divinity, yeah, master uh-huh, of theology. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, girl from the hood who went through desertology. I had to go through the desert. That's okay. Right. <laughs> yes. So, um, so I don't have a formal uh, theological training, but what I love is just going in our natural through the Bible and seeing how God could speak to us in the supernatural, like, Mm. Hey, give us eyes to see what you meant in this passage and how it affects my life. And I couldn't help but see all these parallels between the children of Israel crying out to God and then on their road to, to freedom, you know, from slavery to freedom, from leeks and onions to milk and honey. And that's what God can do in our life as well. And so we can wander aimlessly crying out to God, or we could believe his promises and hold on to his promises and allow him to do a transforming work in our life to get to the place where we're supposed to be. Whenever you talk about the fire, it makes me think, of a song that my husband wrote because he's a songwriter and the line is this it says this I'll walk with you through the fire and the rain you'll carry me when my hope seems undone and I like always think about that song with I he wrote that song during like a fire that we were personally our family walking through and then it always gets to like you'll carry me then the hope seems undone and then getting back and looking at the other side and you're like I made it yep because of you yep And I hate to say this, but like, or I hate to ask this, I should say, but do you feel like you wouldn't, you don't want to go through those things, but do you feel like it drew you and your family closer? Do you feel like it drew you closer to God? Do you feel like what didn't kill you made you stronger in the words of Kelly Clarkson? Like (laughs) what, what did you feel like as you look back over that season, what are some of your, and it doesn't, please don't think like you have to say some Christianese answer. You could still be like, I'm angry, Mm -hmm. but How do you feel after surviving that? You know what? I look back at so many things that have happened, um, and I look back and say, if it wasn't for that, I would not know God the way I know Him today. Amen, sister. You know? And so— and there's this weird, weird thing, and and I'm a believer of like God's sovereign over everything, and I'm a believer that He uses all things uh, for His glory and uh, for His good. And so you're right. I mean, when I look back on every single hard thing, I think, man, I know you more, and I know different. I know characters about character qualities of you better than had I not gone through that. And you know, it's so funny that you say that. Um, I love this idea of God's ultimately in control, which is the dumbed down version of the word sovereignty, right. like God's in control overall. 
And I, I see that in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I write about this in the book, but more than it being in the book, it's my heart song at the moment. I, I love how they boldly go up to the to King Nebuchadnezzar. If you're not familiar with the story, mm-hmm. he's the most powerful man. Now, I know you are, Jamie. Hello. Right. <laughs> but maybe some of your audience isn't. But he's the most powerful man, the king of the time, erects the structure and has everyone bow down to it. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say that they, they won't, even though it, costs, it will cost them their life. And when they have a conversation with the king, I love this one verse. In Daniel 3.18, they say, our God is able to save us and he will save us. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. I love it so, so this much. tension of our God is able, mm-hmm. but even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. that's where we live. Mm-hmm. We have all the faith in the world, but we, we lay our faith down at the feet of Jesus, knowing that we want your will more than anything. Yeah. We lay it down before God saying, hey, your will, not my will. We see this in Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. There's all these moments where it's mm-hmm. just like, do you choose to believe even if you don't get your way? Mm. I think we get caught up sometimes and ju- and we stop at our God is able. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And we just think, surely God is not going to let me go through this. He's mm-hmm. not going to let it happen because he's God and he's good and he loves me. Oh, totally. But then he goes on and they, you're right. That is profound when they say, but even if he doesn't. It messes with my theology. <laughs> I just want to talk about how our God is able. That's right. all I want to talk about. Like, right. you know, but this is where people kind of get a little skewed. It's like, our God is able to buy me a yacht and a Ferrari. Yeah. You know, our God is able. Like, well, our God is able. It's like what James says. You ask, but you ask amiss. Mm. What, I, what, are, I, what are we asking for that will, you know, ultimately it's to bring God glory. Uh, well, if this loss, if this tragedy, mm-hmm. if this broken part of my life brings God glory, I am, tra- and even if it doesn't make sense now, right. mm-hmm. even if it doesn't, it, it can't bring God glory now, we are trusting that it will bring God glory in the end. And you know what else? I think, Bianca, when we stop at the, our God is able, it, when, when we stop there and we don't go all the way through to the rest of those verses and to the end, and then when he doesn't, is when we are like shaken to the core and, and people's faith is just undone. Yes. Because they didn't understand or believe that God is still good and for them. And we yes, still praise him. honey. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, girl. I work Ooh, at, girl, we're going to church like... today. <laughs> church up in here. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. Well, I can't wait to get a, uh, my hands on your book and read it. It you sounds do. amazing. Thank you. Thank you so So tell much. me, are you doing like... But are you having a big launch party? Because we I'm are. I'm writing a, I'm about to start writing a book, my first book, and so <laughs> congratulations. Thank Be you. prepared. It's like birthing a child, homegirl. That's girl. what I've heard. But I need to write the book. But all I keep planning is my launch party. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're soul sisters. We are soul sisters. And that's like the number Aaron, one thing. I just wrote the book for this singing party. <laughs> no, I tell Aaron all the time. I'm like, okay, when I launch a book, I want to do this. And he looks at me. He's like, how about you just write a book first? Let's let's just sit down and write and a my book. My husband must be kismet matches because yep. it's like I'm listening to the same thing. I am having a launch party, and I'm so excited. It is going to be on Tuesday, August 30th, and um, it not only that, we we sold out. Of, of tickets already. So, oh, but, wah, wah, but it's okay. But, but we're posting it on live, <gasps> on live stream, live streaming. Yes. And so we have Bob Goff and Jabin Chavez and Christine Kane and yours truly, uh-huh. uh, DJ Bobby, D- DJ Bobby, though the chef will be there as well. There's like taco mans and photo booths. Wait, go and- back. Who'd you say after DJ Bobby? Uh, oh, his name is, well, okay. His name is Bobby, but his stage name is uh-huh. DJ Bobby, the chef. Because oh. he mixes up some music. I got it. I love it. 
Yeah, oh, seriously, he's amazing. I love him so much. And part of the pre-order incentive campaign is that he's like, oh, I'm going to make a dope music mix for you. So it's a Play With Fire <laughs> music mix. Isn't that awesome? Okay, that's the first like pre-order package that has um, a dope music mix that I've heard right? of. Come on, come on. Okay. Yes, and so um, it, I don't know when this is going to air, but if people are free on... Tuesday, August 30th uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 8 p.m. Texan Time, which is 9 p.m. New York Time. Uh (laughs) Tune in. I'll be posting the link on my website, on social media and that sort of stuff. And just encourage anyone who just feels like maybe they are in need of transformation or change or they feel like they're in the midst of the fire. My hope is that it is a night of encouragement. It's not just about the book. I I mean, it's great that the book is launching, but ultimately this is like, I want a venue and a space and a place where we can come and experience Jesus together. I love it so much. Congratulations. Thank you, Jamie. So fun. Do you, do you hope to like be an author, write more books? Uh, yes. Okay, good. Not just books, but like I have this goal and it's, it's, Ooh, tell me your big dreams. My big dream. Oh, well, okay. Big dreams are twofold. I love teaching the Bible. It's Uh my heart and it's my passion. Um, I adore it. My goal for, for uh, being a a teacher and a communicator is I would love to develop 100 resources, 50 books, 50 Bible studies before I make it to heaven that will transform people's life through educational and inspirational resources that are biblically rooted. And then my other dream Wait, time out. Stop real quick. Yes. A hundred resources. Yes, ma'am. Is there anyone in our day and time that's on track for doing that? Uh, Joyce Meyer just wrote 101 books. You got your eye on the prize. Yes, I do, ma'am. Yes, I do. And I don't necessarily know if it's books because I, I love storytelling. And so mm-hmm. what I love is taking narratives from the Bible and putting a modern day spin, not taking a text out of context, not making it a pretext for some supposition, but really putting some legs on it. We mm-hmm. kind of read the Bible as a, it's a historical book and it's kind of, people sometimes make it a snooze fest and it's more like a novella, like yeah. a Mexican soap opera. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. You know, and I love that. And so my passion for storytelling is also, I would love to produce a, a documentary series and I would love to Wait, travel. Is this dream number two? This is dream number this two. This is crazy. I know. I'm a dreamer, Jamie. I'm totally a dreamer. I'm totally a dreamer. And so dream number two, big, hairy, audacious goal. My BHAG at the moment is I would love to produce a show that demonstrates the redeeming nature of God through community and food. Now, I don't want it necessarily to be like, and in John 15, Uh this uh is where we see God redeem. I want to have a theological framework that I'm providing for people through resources, but then I want to go out into the market space. I want to go to the straight up heathens who who are so longing for redemption and don't have language for it. And if we could show redemption through stories, I believe it is the gateway to Jesus. That's why Jesus used stories. For sure. And so that's my hope. I have my eye on Vice Network, and it's crazy. Vice is so carnal, and I am like— Wait, I don't even know what this is. Oh, my gosh. Think of what MTV was for the 80s. Uh-huh. Vice is for today. It's, 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 it's irreverent. It's and a it's, cable TV show? I mean, is. TV network? It is. And they do skate documentaries, political commentaries. They do fashion exposés. Got it. Got it. It is. Okay. It is. It, it, it's, it's literally everything that I love, all the topics that I love. Mm-hmm. Without but, Jesus. But they don't know Jesus. Yeah. And I feel like I don't want to go in there and be like, this is my hour of teaching. I want to go in there and tell stories like Jesus. 
Okay, this is so amazing. I love your big dreams. <laughs> I would like to own a house one day. So maybe this, I, maybe I can make money doing this. Who knows? Yes, but yes. I also live in a very expensive place and we're only here because of the kids' education. So mm. buying a house doesn't really look like it's in the foreseeable future, but I'm right. praying because our God is able. Our but God even, is, even if, if he doesn't, I'm okay. <laughs> there you go. That's going to be our theme verse for the day, Amen. everybody. Say Amen. it with us. Our yes. God is able. But even if he does it. Yes, I will pray. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt at 3 a.m. at all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Okay, um, this is so awesome. Okay, so I always end a show with asking my guests uh, what they're reading and three things they're loving. Like three things that you're like, I got to text my girlfriends right now because you have to know about this. Um, so what are you reading? Uh, I am reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh-huh. And for those that don't know, no, it's not like on the occult. It's not about magic. It's about creativity. Yes. I am reading um, Circle Maker by mm-hmm. Mark Patterson. Patterson. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I'm reading this because it's just kind of part of my devotions. Like I'm doing um, the Breath series by Beth and Melissa Moore. Oh, I don't and know about so, this. Yeah, it's I'm on the Holy Spirit, and I'm just so on this Holy Spirit kick right now that I felt like, hey, I want to make sure that my theology, I'm, I'm taking in, um, you know, really great commentary and thought. And so Beth does the video teaching, and Melissa does essays. And so I am kind of, I would say that I'm reading that, and I'm t- I'm going really slow through it. So Beth's sessions are actually an hour and a half per and, session. And you buy these online or what? You know what? I had to go um, to Lifeway to get it. The funny okay. thing is, okay. is I love Lifeway and Lifeway is not carrying my book because they say that I talk about the Holy Spirit too much. The irony is hilarious. That is that is hilarious. I know. I know. And I'm like, Lifeway, I still love you. I absolutely love you. I'm good to keep on talking about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you have to go to Lifeway to get it. Uh, for breath, not okay, my for, book. Yeah. Because they're not right. covered. <laughs> For breath. Okay, so you're going through that. Yes, those are the three things that I would say that I'm reading. Okay, so this leads me to another question. As a Bible teacher and a continual learner, which also, what were you in grad school for? Um, Underwater basket weaving. Not really. That's kind of what it felt like because people are like, wait, what? Um, It's humanities. So um, everything that the Greeks thought to be important, it was an emphasis on uh, literature, philosophy, history, and art. And my emphasis within that graduate program was aesthetics. So the philosophy of what is beautiful. And I wanted, eventually, that was just going to springboard me. I wanted to get my PhD in, in humanities, but I fell in love with, there you go. with ministry. Mm-hmm. And I finished the program, and I'm praying about getting my doctorate in the study of the Holy Spirit from Fuller in 2018. 
Look and I at just, you. I'm praying about it. I got, I got to hit the lotto because you know what? Do you know what tuition is $52,000? Are you kidding? I don't have that money, Jamie. I don't have that money. Surely but, there's some scholarships you can apply for and some well, grants. my God is able. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, okay, so I have a question about when we're talking about your reading and your studying. What is your biblical study look like? Do you study a book? Do you study, uh, like you said, a theme, like you're studying the Holy Spirit. Do you dive into that? I mean, like daily, what does that look like for you? So daily is, I just, you know, because I have such a full schedule, I I wish I could study eschatology for four four hours, Uh you know? Um, I would really love to learn Greek because I'm obsessed with the New Testament, but I, I don't have space and capacity for that. So uh, daily, I like to just have, um, I hate the word devotion because it's just like so Jesus-y. So I call it my Jesus party. I like to have, just spend time with Jesus, have a little party in his word. Um, I journal, I listen to podcasts, and then I also just like read. So I'll go for a run, listen to a podcast, come back, put on a little bit of worship music, spend a few moments in the word, journal, pray, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for studying though, I... And they do not endorse me, so this is not like a plug, but I love Logos, mm-hmm. Bible software. Yep. Some people call it Logos, but those people, um, if you go to Greece and you ask them to pronounce L-O-G-O-S, they will say Logo. Logos. Logos. But every scholar will say Logos. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll find the Greeks on this one. You know, that's like people saying cilantro. It's not cilantro. It's cilantro. Get it oh, right. Wait, oh. say it again. <laughs> Jamie, am I making you feel bad? Do you say cilantro? I do say I think I say it wrong. Yeah, say it again. As long as you don't say quesadilla. No, I don't say that. I don't say that. Okay, but say okay. Here's how I would say it. Hey, honey, can you pick up some cilantro? Bless. You know, I discovered (laughs) when people must self say bless your heart, they're not blessing your heart. They mean like, oh, she's special. She don't get it. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Say it the right way for us all. Okay, so you say cilantro, Uh but the correct pronunciation is cilantro. Cilantro. Yes, but you got to go the at the oh, end. Oh, I can't do that. Cilantro. Oh, cilantro. Better. 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 Almost. Almost. I'm going to practice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you said your Bible study software. That's where we were. Yes. Um, Logos or Logos Bible software has been a great resource. Um, I just love my Mark, um, I mean, Matthew Henry commentary. It's mm-hmm. old school, but you can't go wrong with yeah. that. Um, I like to balance my theology. So I will read. Um, something a little bit more conservative and then something a little bit more, uh, some might say charismatic. Uh-huh. And I love to let the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me. Like what resonates in this season of my life? And I want to be tethered not to one side because that's what I was raised in. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a little bit more of a conservative household, conservative theology, which I love. But I also want to make sure that there's a width in the breadth of the body. And I want to learn from as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So um, I will pick up different commentaries. Um, I really was obsessed with Songs of Solomon. And I was always taught that it was allegorical. And the more commentaries I read, I was like, wait a minute, there's a whole other narrative interpretation here that's literal. So I taught out of Songs of Solomon from a literal perspective that it's an actual man writing a letter to an actual woman. And um, it's fascinating. And so I read the conservative stuff and I said, well, this is sweet. But then I read the um, literal interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like the book is so layered and gives us great tools for relationships and dating. And some people say courting, or I like to say dorting, which is a (laughs) hybrid dating and courting, you know? Um, and, 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 and and so that's kind of like my process. If I know I'm going to be teaching a series, I dive like it's everything to me. Uh I'm obsessed with it. Um, two years ago, I did a study called 
it's so funny. Mine came out before Beth, so I'm not copying her. <laughs> um, I was called uh, Breathe, and hers uh-huh. is called Breath, and hers came out a year ago. I, I did mine two years ago, but they were both on the Holy Spirit, and um, I just became really fascinated with not just the natural works of Jesus, but even the supernatural works, and then um, how the the disciples operated in the supernatural post Acts two, and um, and just developing a really strong theological framework for who the Holy Spirit is and how He operates even today mm. through His Word. And also through people. So that's kind of where I land. I love your study. Thank you. That has actually been on my list to buy the, and I'm I'm second guessing myself every time I'm about to say it, Logos. (laughs) You could say it however, no judgment. You could say cilantro or cilantro. No, tell me the right way. Logos. Uh, Well, See, now I'm second guessing. If you go to Greece, they say Logos. Logos. But scholars will say Logos. Okay, Logos has been on my list to buy. For like a yes. year, and you just yes. reminded me I need to get on it. Um, yes. Okay, what are three things you're loving? Like you got to text your girlfriends. You got to you got to look at this, see this, hear this, read this, have this, buy this, whatever. Okay, I am like the biggest fan of hot yoga right now, and I'm not oh. talking about like the meditating and you know um, like chanting yoga. I'm talking about it's a clean studio that doesn't smell like socks and underwear, <laughs> um, and the room goes up to 102 degrees and. I find it at a place and a space where I could stretch. And I feel like, you know, Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 64. It's like stretch and enlarge your tents, pull the tent pegs back. I feel like if God's going to do that for us spiritually, I want to do that for myself physically. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in a lot of car accidents and I played sports for, gosh, 12 years. My body's jacked. Mm. So what this does is that it's a non-impact kind of way to decompress and wring out my body, which I love. Um, the second thing is... Okay, this is going to sound bananas, but I'm swearing by this. Um, I'm really trying to just keep my body as a temple and eat right and make uh-huh, good choices. Uh-huh. And there's this one protein that is non-soy, non-whey, vegan. Um, your audience are probably going to think that I'm really thin because I've talked about like protein shakes and working out. <laughs> and if not, I'm Mexican. I love to eat. Okay. We're working on this. Uh. But this Vega protein shake is amazing. And then, um, and then the last thing is kind of what we were speaking about earlier. It It's the Holy Spirit. And I love, I think that people naturally fear what they don't know. And I love talking about the Holy Spirit in a way that's not super theological, very practical, and using real life experiences to like to see how God is moving and to encounter Him for our, our own self. I think yeah. like there's so many Christians that are walking around living a half-baked life without even realizing like God has given you this amazing present and you're afraid to open it. Mm. And he says, I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm not leaving you abandoned. I'm leaving you a comforter, an advocate who's going to empower you to do even greater things than I have done. And that, this his phrase of greater is what I'm so fascinated with. What does God have for me? What does God have for Jamie Ivy? What does God have for Susan and Stephanie and Jane and Maria and <sighs> Latasha? Mm-hmm. What does God have for us when we step into boldly believing that God's promises aren't for the pretty, the polished, and the perfect, the people whose thighs don't touch, not just for the (laughs) disciples or the apostles, but for us. And that's what I can't help but talk about in this season. That's amazing. Well, I have loved chatting with you because here's why I love chatting with you, Bianca, because we go from lashes to protein shakes, to Holy Spirit, (laughs) to strong women, to sex trafficking, to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, 
we have run the gamut and that is just what I love about the happy hour. I, I, I kind of say that I, I have multiple personalities and all my personalities love you. So there we go. <laughs> so much fun. Okay. Well, you have been a joy. I will put all of these show notes up for the ladies and send them to your book and all kinds of stuff. And so thanks for coming on. Jamie, it's been my privilege and honor. I can't wait to do it again. And when I'm in Orange County, I'll come find you. You're going to hang out. We're That's hang right. Out. Okay. Thank all you right. so much. Love you. Thank you. Guys, I told you that you would love our conversation. We had so much fun. Um, I really respect her and love the way that she is diving into learning. And we talked about a lot of things. So I'm going to put all the links up on my page, jamieivy.com. You can find everything there. I'm also going to put links to her launch party. And you can, even though you can't go and attend, you could view it in places that you can pre-order the book and get your dope mixtape. That might be the best thing I've heard in a pre-order ever. Um, guys, find me on social media. I'd love to hear what you love from this episode. Also, we mentioned the Restore Women's Conference, and I am going to be there for real in Orange County. And if you want more information about that, it's RestoreWomensConference.com. Guys, today's show is edited by Knox McCoy, and the music is from my friend Jason Poe. Next week, my guest is Melissa Ice, and Melissa is one of the just sweetest people I've ever met, and we have never met in person yet, Um, but she's running a nonprofit in Fort Worth, and I can't wait for you to hear about it. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. you are bpm's high sweat dripping body moving tongue panting you're working hard real hard and you're thirsty you need vitamins nutrients for peak performance and energy and your plants do too Aww. i mean just look at the little guy water-soluble plant food from miracle grow is full of essential nutrients just a little scoop into your watering can and boom instant feeding and bigger more beautiful plants it's kind of like a sports drink for your plants you may have to suffer from heat but your plants do not 